Since 2010, many of us Montana residents, business owners, sportsmen and women, and conservationists join forces under the banner of Montanans for Healthy Rivers to identify and conserve the last best free-flowing rivers in Montana. Some of the greatest river stewards and boots on the ground helping to protect our rivers day in and day out are guides. From a guiding perspective, I can tell you that sustainability and preservation is my ultimate goal. My name is Kinsley Scott. I'm a Montana native and guide, and I have been with Montanans for Healthy Rivers for years now. Welcome to River Ramble Guides Edition. In this series, we will hear from guides and outfitters from across the state in various regions of the proposed grassroots legislation Montanans for Healthy Rivers Coalition is currently fighting for. The Crown of the Continent proposal would protect 200 river miles in the heart of Montana, and the Montana Headwaters Legacy Act would preserve an additional 336 miles of river within the pristine Greater Yellowstone ecosystem. In today's episode, we are joined by an industry giant and longtime outfitter, John Way. John operates Montana's oldest fly shop, the Tackle Shop, and he is here representing the famed Bear Trap Canyon of the Madison River. John shares with us his love for this area of the world and why protection of it is so important. Hello. Good morning, John. How are you? I am doing good. How about yourself? Good. All is well here. Are you guys getting some more snow? We are. It's been snowing pretty consistent uh, most of the night and then this morning. So happy to see that. We're, we could use all the moisture we can get. Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time on this today. I know your schedule is crazy these days. And may I ask you, what are you up to these days? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. Not only running our business, we're remodeling our store right now, having a new website come out here in the next uh, next week, plus um, still serving on the Board of Outfitters and spending uh, a bunch of time up at the legislative session this year. That is wonderful. Well, thank you for, for that. So, yeah. John, we'll, we'll jump right in. So today we are discussing one of the most famous sections of river in Montana, the Bear Trap Canyon on the Madison. And representing this amazing place in the world is John Way. John is based out of Ennis, and as he said, he owns and operates the oldest fly shop in the state, the Tackle Shop. John is a longtime outfitter and very well respected across the state. So John, for those that don't know you, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, Went to University of Montana, got hooked on fishing, and uh and then started guiding after after college and and became an outfitter and the rest is history bought this store the tackle shop in ennis uh 11 years ago now um been been doing this down here on the madison um full time for 11 years here at the store um i've been serving on the montana board of outfitters for six years and i have been the chairman for five of those six years and uh I'm, I'm hoping to do one more term there and, and get my full nine years in on the Board of Outfitters. Um, so between that and, and working with the Chamber of Commerce here in Ennis and running our businesses, that, that's kind of a, a pretty full deal, full plate. Absolutely. And let me ask you, John, how did you decide on Ennis? You know, um, I 
it was kind of weird. It, this store came up for sale, and I'd, I've always been down here fishing the Madison and, and guiding on it. And uh, this store came up for sale, and it was kind of a, a short-notice thing. I was kind of looking for the next challenge, and I heard the mm-hmm. store came for sale. And and so, uh, you know, I called the owner and said, hey, you know, interested in this, what do you have in inventory? And he said, I have no idea. So I drove Dennis <laughs> and uh, and took inventory, counted every fly in the place, and and then and then went back and and told him. I said, "Well, I think you have this much in inventory and this much in fixtures and this much in a building. I'll offer you X." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> and so I, I bought a store in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and so fly shop deal, yeah, yeah, the fastest fly shop deal ever, and and. Uh, and yeah, and so that was the start of this fly shop retail adventure. Well, that is awesome, and what a history that came with that shop. Exactly, and this is a great place. You know, I I love this store, and there is so much history. You know, and I always tell my my employees, you know, uh, don't disappoint the ghosts here because there's been three generations <laughs> that that of fishermen that have come through this store, and and we've seen them. You know, we we have guys that that are my age now that first came here with their grandfather, you know, mm-hmm. you know, 60 years ago or whatever, you know, their grandfather was fishing here and, and brought them as a, as a little boy. And now they're bringing their little boys and, and, you know, always through this store. And, and so it, it kind of has a lot of history. That is awesome. So in terms of guiding, what rivers do you spend most of your time on these days? I'm assuming the Madison, but are there any others? There, there are. I tend to travel a lot. My my clients, have, you know, the, the one the guys that that are in my boat tend to like to travel a little bit more. And while the store here, you know, most of my guys do most of their days on the Madison. We're on, you know, I'm on the the big hole in the Beaverhead at Bonge. Um, I don't do the Yellowstone much, me personally, but I also spend time on the Missouri in the spring, and then up in up in your country in the Missoula area. Um, I always have, you know, about two weeks to three weeks of guiding um, during the squala hatch uh, in the spring. That Missoula country just warms up so much quicker. And, and I have a lot of guys that have, have been doing it for years. And, and uh, so I go and spend a couple of weeks over in Missoula in the spring. Oh, and it's, it's good. So the snow hopefully will contribute to an even better spring for us here. Yeah, let's hope. Let's, let's yeah. you know, keep, keep doing our snow dance. Exactly, exactly. So I have you representing the Bear Trap Canyon of the Madison River within the Montana Headwaters Legacy Act region. So Mm -hmm. for listeners that aren't familiar with this area, can you please give us a geographic location, kind of drop us a pin of exactly where we're talking in the world today? Yeah, yeah. Generally, the Bear Trap is everything from Ennis Dam, um, which is right below Ennis Lake, um, downstream through the canyon, to a pretty much warm springs fishing access site. It's that mm-hmm. section of river in there, um, about nine miles of river. Um, uh, it's complete. It's wilderness area, um, limited entry, um, limited entry for guiding. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. can go float it. But the, one of the great things about it is, is it's it's like a true mini wilderness experience on a day trip. You can do um, because there's no roads. You know, there, there's a put in at one end and a take out at the other, and you don't see any roads, any houses, anything like that. It's it's this little chunk of wilderness right outside Ennis, um, and so you can have that mini, 
you know, wilderness experience in one day. But it also, you know, comes with with, with some danger too. It's it's known as a whitewater stretch. It has three significant rapids in it. Um, one really significant, the kitchen sink, which is about two thirds of the way through that float, and that is a a significant rapid. It should only be run by by uh, people who are are, are you know very good whitewater enthusiasts because you know unfortunately people have died in that rapid and there, there's bad accidents every year and and if you get into trouble there there's no road there there's no house to go to you're kind of on your own absolutely yeah the kitchen sink it's technically classified as a class four rapid but in high water it it definitely is a class five no doubt yeah and you know high water isn't always the hardest time to run it sometimes when it's low all those rock it just gets really bony and and makes it more technical you know you got to make more moves mm-hmm. to get through it so sometimes when it gets higher you know you can kind of push through it a little bit you know go over mm-hmm. some of that stuff but when it gets lower it, it's much more technical and requires you to move more i can imagine and specifically we're talking about the bear trap canyon and the protection would be a 14 mile segment 800 feet downstream of the Madison Dam powerhouse, all the way downstream to a very popular access, Black's Ford fishing access site. So this protection yep. would essentially blanket the canyon in nearly its entirety. So that's pretty neat. So kind of furthering that, can you give us a description of where the body of water originates? Um, and we'll kind of start way, way back up and maybe give us a little bit more of a description of the fishery in in itself. Sure. And the bear trap in particular, I mean, really starts with Ennis Lake Dam. Ennis Lake is is kind of unique in that it was a, an old hayfield that they put a dam on the Madison River and flooded it. And uh, so it's a, a relatively shallow lake. And so it warms up quickly. So the, the water coming out of it in the summer can be a little warmer than, than you know, people want for, for trout fishing, and that, that can affect mm-hmm. the, uh, the trout fishing down there and trout survival. Um, in the canyon, it's relatively steep, um, like a canyon is, um, on both sides. There is a trail that runs the entire length, so if you wanted to hike through, you could do that. Um, there's a trail that starts at the bottom and, and goes all the way to the top. Uh, the fishery, um, pretty good mix of rainbows and browns. It's it's known for, um, you know, it's bigger brown trout. There is a giant population of crayfish down there. And that is kind of the main food staple of those brown trout that live in the canyon is those, you know, the, the small crayfish. Um, and there are tons of them down there. And so, you know, if you're fishing it, uh, a crayfish pattern um, subsurface twitched and, and nymphed is always a, uh, a, a good option. Um, but there are some uh, very large brown trout in there, and uh, the dry fly fishing can be really, really good. Um, you, ju- you just have to be careful because, as I said, Ennis Lake warms up a little quicker um, because it is so shallow, and, and, it's, and it's a top feed thing. It's not like pulling water from 50 feet down like many of the tailwaters people are familiar with. It feeds off the top so that the water down in the canyon can, you know, reach that 70 degree mark during the summer, um, especially in August. So be careful of that. Anybody going down there, we don't want to stress out these fish any more than we have to. Absolutely. No, thank you for for adding that. That is something um, that we should absolutely be cognizant of. Um, 
And so, John, let me ask you, why is this area of the world special to you? You know, it's special. Like I said, it's a mini wilderness trip in a day. You know, you know, I, I was part of that uh, South Fork of the Flathead, you know, doing running those trips for many years. And, and that's a true wilderness trip. But this is kind of the 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 uh, the one day wilderness trip. And, uh, you know, the use through there is significantly lower than anywhere else on the Madison. Um, so if you want solitude, if you want, you know, a little bit of that wilderness experience, um, along with some pretty darn good fishing, uh, the bear trap is is a pretty special place. That's awesome. And as you said, it's kind of a, you know, one day wonder of wilderness. And the neat thing about the Bear Trap Canyon is it is the first Bureau of Land Management's first designated wilderness area, which encompasses 6,000 acres of wilderness um, on the mm -hmm. Madison River. So that's very neat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great. And it's true wilderness area, you know. I mean, keep in mind, it is wilderness. There, There's bears in there. There's, there, you know, uh, nobody will be there to help you if you get in trouble. It, it's truly, you know, a little wild chunk of country. And plenty of rattlesnakes, I, I hear. There, there are plenty of rattlesnakes down in the bear trap, and those <laughs> things scare the heck out of me. I almost would rather deal with grizzly bears than, than rattlesnakes. Um, so just be aware of that, um, you know, especially on the trail that, that goes through. You're kind of walking through rock scree and stuff like that, and that's perfect uh, place for, for those rattlesnakes to, to be. And and, uh, and if you're going to spend any significant time in the bear trap in the summer, plan on encountering a snake or two. Got it. Thank you for that. So, John, I want to ask you, how do you share important conservation issues? I know your involvement and you are doing great work for Montana, um, not only from a conservation standpoint, but also for us fellow guides and fellow outfitters. So how do you share important conservation issues facing Montana with clients or customers that come into the shop? You know, that, that's a great question. And I, and I think it's the duty of all guides and outfitters um, to, to share that, you know, uh, the late, great Paul Roos was one of my mentors and that was one of his big things in, in life is, you know, you, you can't just be a guide. You have to, you have to do more. If you, if, if you want this to be your livelihood, you have to do more and you have to educate your customers to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, you know, actions speak louder than words, try to, try to conduct yourself in a, in a, you know, an ethical way. And when you have them in the boat, you know, the, the conversation always has got to, you know, at some point during the day, talk about conservation and why the, these rivers that we're floating are so special. Why these, these, these beautiful trout that we're catching are, are really a gift, you know, a true wild trout population uh, in this world is, is, is really special if you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, I just look at guides as a, as, you know, the gatekeepers to all to all this great country, but with that responsibility comes um, the responsibility to educate our customers on on why this stuff is so special. And and I think once they realize you know how how much of a gem it is, they're they're much more inclined to to support conservation efforts, um, not just here but across the board. Absolutely, I could not agree more. I do think as guides we have a and obligation to the resource. So thank you.
for that. And I'm going to kind of go out of order here of my normal question, uh, just because this threads so well into this question. I was wondering if you could share a quick story in which clients um, demonstrated conservation ethics through your teaching. Hmm. That's a tough one because, you know, all of our, you know, all, all the clients that, that, um, that I have anymore, most of them anyway, are, are repeats and they've been with me a long time. I have clients that have been fishing with me for 15 years and, and it's just been ingrained in them, this conservation effort, just, um, you know, take care of the resource. All of, you know, all of them are, are active members not in, in many of the, the conservation organizations, not just TU, but Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go down the list, Elk Foundation, you know, all, all of those conservation organizations that, that are doing good work, um, not just on the Madison, but, you know, all over the country. Um, and, and I think all of my clients are, are fairly well tuned into that um, just because I've been I, you know, been talking about and harping on them mm-hmm. forever. A lot of them mm-hmm. are, are active in, in these organizations, you know, use me as kind of the gatekeeper on, on what's going on on the river and what's going on here in Montana. So you get lots of calls from, from clients um, saying, hey, what's going on? You know, I, I, I read this in the newspaper. What's going on on the river? What's your take on this? And and a lot of them kind of just use me as a sounding board on 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 what I feel is important in, on these decisions, and and they use that that information as a, uh, a a trusted source. And that's great. Yeah, thank you for for providing that for folks. Uh, I think that's wonderful yeah. to have a respected and credible source. So that's that's great. So if this bill is passed, how do you see this area, the Bear Trap Canyon, benefiting from this wild and scenic protection? You know, that, that wild and scenic protection is, is a great thing. I mean, any more protection we can put on the bear trap, as I said, it's just this little chunk of of wilderness paradise around all of this development. Bozeman's not getting any smaller. You know, that that that, that beast up there is growing at 3% a year. And this is growing by leaps and bounds. Um, you know, the, the area surrounding the bear trap isn't getting any more wild. So, you know, the, the protection of, of small chunks of truly wild country um, are important for, you know, wildlife corridors and, and fresh, you know, clean water and, and, and all of that. Um, I think any protection you put on stuff like that are going to be extremely important because, as I said, this area is um, not losing population. We're only gaining population. Absolutely. And setting aside such a unique and pristine ecosystem, because we're not just talking about the river, this would be the you know ecosystem in its entirety. And if we're able to set that aside for future generations um, with the population growing, it would behoove us to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, exactly. And, and it benefits, you know, not just the, the resource, but I believe it benefits all the people that, that live around here to have have mm-hmm. that as a a little gem kind of in their backyard to to if, you know have it protected and have it available um for for our enjoyment you know we we can go there and and hike in there and catch a few fish and and have a great day and then return to civilization yeah that's the montana dream isn't it <laughs> yeah it is that that's why we all come here isn't it yeah agreed that's why i haven't left <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so lastly john 
If you had a message for folks right now or could encourage others listening to take action, what would that be? It would be just get involved. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be a big player in any every organization, but find mm-hmm. find an issue, you know, a conservation related issue that that you're passionate about and just get involved. Every little bit helps. You know, you don't have to devote 40 hours a week to it or whatever, but but just stay in tune with it and and uh get involved. You know, sweat equity is a lot better than dollars most of the time. Um, you don't have to be a big donor. You mm-hmm. could, you know, volunteer, volunteer for a day of, of, of conservation work, planting willows, you know, for Trout Unlimited or, or, or something like that. That goes a lot farther in my mind than, than just writing a check. Um, I always believed sweat equity was a, a lot more valuable than, than dollars. Um, so yeah, everybody should, should find that organization that, that kind of fits them and fits their goal and fits their, direction and uh you know volunteer do you know help organize something um just get involved and, and stay stay in the loop that's the most important thing because if you don't know what's going on a lot of times things can get through um just by pure ignorance by you know a lot of people being ignorant mm-hmm. and uh we just need to stay on top of this stuff absolutely get involved and stay involved well john thank you so much i know you have a crazy busy schedule these days and We so appreciate the work that you're doing for Montana, and thank you for taking the time to join us here today to stand up for the Bear Trap Canyon on the Madison. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Thank you so much for for thinking of me, and uh, yeah, it's a great place, and and we send a lot of people down there who who love to wade fish, and it, it always brings joy to them. Fabulous. Well, have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Kinsley. From all of us here at Montanans for Healthy Rivers, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about the Crown of the Continent proposal, the Montana Headwaters Legacy Act, and to join our efforts, please visit healthyriversmt.org to add your endorsement.